0: We're all created in God's image, right? Well, what exactly does that mean? And is it all of us? Or is it a uniquely Jewish experience? So we'll have a look at a Mishnah in Pirkei Ovis and how it relates to something in this week's parasha. Shtet in Mishnah, the third chapter of Pirkei Ovis tells us, Chaviv Adam Shenivra Rabatzelem. Humans are beloved because they're created in the divine image. Yeserah, <laughs> in addition to that, there's another layer of how beloved we are, which is Asloi, that we were Informed, that we're created in Hashem's image. as the pasuk says, that Hashem created man in the divine image, and that's in this week's parasha. Zog de one of the classical commentators on the Mishnah says, What did the Tana use as the pasuk to prove to us that we're all created in Hashem's in Hashem's image? It's the pasuk that is a Pasuk that was addressed to Noach and to his children. Therefore, says the taste of Zion his, move on. You could understand, as they're telling us that we're so beloved to be created in the divine image, applies to all humans, including those who are non-Jewish is a And with that, he explains why the Mishnah gives two expressions. In this first section of the Mishnah, in Pirkei Avos, it says, Adam, which is a generic term for humans, is beloved to Hashem and created in Hashem's in Hashem's image. And then later on, the Tana tells us that there are certain things that make the Jewish people beloved. And so now you understand it because the idea of being created in the divine image is not unique to Jews, it's to all human beings. And then there are other things that are unique to the Jewish people. Because in the subsequent parts of the Mishnah, it's describing those great elements that are unique to being Jewish. For example, that were called Hashem's children. That we were given this treasure, i.e., the Torah. Whereas the concept of being designed in the divine image is taught by the tells us clearly that applies to the entire human species. And now you've got to ask yourself, as a Jewish person, so what's the practical take home? For us, dem avos. If it's a lesson that all humans are created in the divine image, why is it part of Pirkei which, of course, is addressed to the Jewish people? von Eden heim, because it's written about in Pirkei which is lessons on how we're supposed to serve Hashem. So that the Tosfos Yom Tov explains with a fascinating perspective based on something Rambam teaches us, which we're actually quite familiar with as the Bavachos. As I must relate him saktim from Rambam he explains based on the Rambam says that Shiva Moshe ben Yelah that Moshe ben in Hashem's name instructed us the Jewish people lochofes kol bo to impress upon all of the nations of the world the kabil mitzvah shenitzavu ben noach to keep the sheva mitzvah ben noach and, they, and, and not just to keep the Shev Mitzvahs, but it's quite specifically, uh, quite specific. They should fulfill these seven Noachad laws. Not because they make sense and a rational, um, decent society would follow them. The Rambam says specifically that it's our job to educate the world that Hashem, through the Torah, instructed the seven Mitzvahs to the whole world. And therefore, they should keep them. Says the, That's what the tanna wants us to know when he says that all of us, every human is beloved to be created in the divine image. Why is that relevant? Because He's explaining to us how we could successfully get the rest of the world to keep the sheva HaMitzvot We don't come along and wag a finger at them and say, we're the custodians of morality and this is you have to behave. But we explain to them, you are cherished by God. Shinivra but them. decided to create you in his image. And that comes with the responsibility as well, which is that you now have to do things that Dabish told you to do. So the Toysus Yom Tov gives us this beautiful insight that every human is in the divine image and therefore we go out and tell them you can live up to the divine expectations of the Shev Mitzvah Now, as Movenu Poshot, it's pretty clear that even if we go with the opinion of the Toysus Yom Tov that every single human being is created in the divine image is there's no question about it that it wasn't only referring to the non-Jewish world but it certainly also includes the Jewish people who certainly are created in the divine image and so effectively what we have to do is analyze on a little bit of a deeper level well what is it exactly does it mean to be created in a divine image and how is that uniquely the case for Jewish people so in order to do that we're going to look at something that the Friedrich Rebbe explains about this concept what exactly is the divine image does So you have a look, there's a mimer from the Friedrich Rebbe on these words, Adam And there the Friedrich Rebbe explains as made in that the so-called divine image that refers to the intellectual soul, which is perhaps a little bit of a, a nebulous concept for most of us in Hasidus. We know exactly what the Nefesh HaLekis is. We know what a Nefesh HaBaham is. The Nefesh is not everybody's absolutely clear on exactly what that means. So this is the soul that allows us the possibility for intellectual understanding and processing, which effectively distinguishes us from the animal kingdom. The Nefesh HaSikhlis is not unique only to Jewish people. It applies to every single human being that there's a degree or dimension of soul that allows for intellectual processing, for lateral thinking, for innovation, etc. Therefore, says the Fidikirabun, the Mishnah. The fact that the Mishnah uses a double expression. First of all, Khavivadam a fact that humans are beloved to Hashem because they are created in the divine image. And then in addition to that, there's an extra level of love that ought being cherished. Which is illustrated by the fact that he allowed us to know that we're created in the divine image. Gate of the two machinos says the fiti but those two different expressions relate to the idea that there are two different dimensions of the nefesh hashiklis. And this is how he explains it. Chavi vadam the first open-ended statement that all humans are beloved to Hashem because they're created in the divine image. That gate of the nefesh sichlis should be chalos That relates to the nefesh asichli, which is present in every human and then the additional level of being beloved, by virtue of the fact that we're informed that we're created with the divine image, that's as the Frederick Eber Nefesh should be Yisrael, is the unique kind of Nefesh HaSichlis that only Jewish people have. Vasir Tzlem is Hachefundem Tzlem from Chlorus Minhoi Noshi, which actually refers to a more advanced type of Nefesh HaSichlis than what is present in the average human. As we'll learn later, Okay, so we'll come back and understand what the difference is between the two styles or types of Nefesh HaSichlis. One thing's for sure, there is a common denominator between us and all other humans in that we are Designed in the divine image, is we can understand as that is that helps us to appreciate that the tzelem, the, nefsh, the of a Jew, is not the part of us that is designed primarily for the areas of Avoida where we are completely different to the rest of humanity. What's unique about being Jewish and our unique service of Hashem, that the Mishnah is going to speak about later, where it says, That addresses the unique avoid of the Jewish people. We have to be Hashem's children, not just in the image. And we have the Torah, which is very unique. That's the part about what is specifically for Jewish people. But when we say Nivra the concept of elekim, the divine image which relates to the nefesh Nor that speaks about the part of our behavior als umit that relates to and engages with the rest of the world. In other words, that part of the Mishnah is talking about is negea, no raza ben As the Toi Sushant have said, we have a responsibility, acknowledging that the rest of the world are created in the divine image, and therefore has a responsibility to fulfill the Sheb Mitzvahs b'nei and therefore we have to go out and educate them. That is not just simply because they have tzelem and therefore because they're in the divine image, they have a responsibility to behave in a certain way. It's more than that the reason jews have a responsibility to, to the non-jewish world to educate them about the sheva mitzvahs is because there's a part of us that is common with them in spite of the fact that our specific style of tele-melekim is more advanced than theirs but what's common is they have a Tselimalkim, we have a that means they have a nefesh we have a nefesh and therefore we can and must reach out to them, speak to them, influence them to fulfill the b'nei So in that case, Dafman Fashtein we have to address this question. What is relevant or important for us to know about this principle? that humans are great and cherished in Hashem's eyes and therefore created in His image. Which we've now explained. Because the, every single human is created in the divine image, therefore they have a responsibility to fulfill Shev Mitzvahs. What is the connection between that? To the fact that we, as Jews, also, have the same greatness, etc. Why do we have to know if the objective is to appreciate the nations of the world, other humans, and their divine image, and therefore encourage them to Sheba Mitzvahs Noyach? That's an important lesson. Why do I also have to know that we have an element of Tzene as well, albeit at a more advanced level? And we'll extend that question out to what the Rambam says too. We also have to understand when the, the Rambam discusses the imperative that we have to go teach the world Sheva Mitzvahs, where the Rambam says that there's a Mitzvah for us to influence and even to more than just influence but, but almost to coerce the nations of the world to keep the Sheva Mitzvahs. And not only that they should keep the Sheva Mitzvah, the Rambam is very specific, that they shouldn't do so because it makes sense. And we've explained to them this logical approach to life. But specifically, they should keep Sheva Mitzvah because it is instructed in the Torah. And that they should know that Moshe taught us that B'nai Noach were originally given this code to live by. This whole concept of outreach to the rest of the world to teach them Sheva Mitzvahs is a very strange concept. The fact that the nations of the world have to keep the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noach Why is that our issue? Why is it relevant to us? Why is it our responsibility to go out there and educate them and coerce them almost to fulfill these mitzvahs? And most of all, why is it relevant to them that this is part of the giving of the Torah and the instruction of Moshe Rabbeinu? Okay, so maybe you'll be able to explain why we have an instruction to go out and educate them. Because Dei wants us as Jewish people to get involved with a mission called to un-upgrade Or to repair the entire world That it should all serve Hashem Similar to what Adam Harishon did right at the beginning Where he brought all the living species to praise Hashem So maybe you could say it's part of the overall charter of being Jewish Which is to go out there and get the entire world on board To serve Hashem But still doesn't make sense Why is it so important for those B'nai Noach to keep their mitzvahs? Why is it not good enough to say the nations of the world, you know why you should keep these mitzvahs? Because Hashem told Adam to keep these mitzvahs. Or He told Noach to keep these mitzvahs. Why does it have to be Why is it relevant that the nations of the world need to know That the Sheva Mitzvahs are part of Torah Why is it relevant to know that it was made known through Moshe Rabbeinu Why is that relevant to their service Surely the most important thing is They're doing what Hashem told humans to do of course it makes sense that Jews have to fulfill our mitzvahs Even if the history of a particular mitzvah predates the giving of the Torah Like Bris Miller, It still makes sense why we have to keep mitzvahs Because they instructed Moshe with these particular mitzvahs at Har Sinai that is fashtanik. That makes perfect sense. We're Jewish. Judaism begins primarily with the giving of the Torah. You could say the precursor to Judaism begins with Avram Avinu, but Judaism really begins at the time of the giving of the Torah. So it makes sense for Matan Torah, Ikrien Eden, because at the time of the presentation of Torah at Har Sinai, we were fundamentally changed that's what they chose us to be his unique nation On and so therefore not only do we change going forward and now have mitzvahs going forward but even the mitzvahs we already had from before, like Briss Miller, have now changed fundamentally. They're no longer mitzvahs to a group of people who were dedicated to Hashem. They are now mitzvahs which are relevant to a nation who Hashem chose to be his nation. So that makes sense. For us as Jews, obviously every mitzvah has to link back to Har Sinai. But what connection is there between Matan Torah and the non Jewish world? To the point that anybody would suggest that prior to Matan Torah the non-Jewish world kept certain behaviors or observances because Adam Harishem was instructed them and now things change after the Torah Who would have thought that now the nations of the world have to shift their thinking and say you know we're going to keep the same things we've done for centuries but now because because there was a Matan Torah and because Moshe Rabbeinu instructed it. Doesn't seem to make sense. So, why are we part of the avoider of Sheva B'nai Noach? And why is Sheva B'nai Noach specifically associated with the process of giving the Torah and Moshe Rabbeinu? Okay, so in order to understand what's going on over here, let's go back to that mimer from the Friedrich Rebbe. <speaking in Hebrew> So, we'll understand it based on the Friedrich Kreper's explanation in the Yisroin, von dem Funa Eden, where he already pointed out, well, we've already seen that the Friedrich Rebbe points out that there's a fundamental difference between the Tzernum Elohim, the Nefsha Sichlis, as it is in the Jewish context, compared to the Nefesh HaSichlis of everybody else. So, now the Friedrich Rebbe explains that in greater detail. As in ear, it's like almost like a one-liner that the Frida says That gives us this incredible insight Within the Nefesh HaSichlis of a Jewish person The Nefesh HaSichlis of a Jewish person Feels a spiritual refinement Even though the Nefesh HaSichlis Ostensibly is just pure human rational intellect but it still is almost magnetized towards spirituality and holiness and that's completely different to the Nefesh HaSichris of a non-Jewish person which is a much more materialistic almost thickened Type of understanding. As is explained in various places, like in Tanya, in Per about learning secular information, as I bring in the Yeshus, that it it fills a person with a sense of self and eventually with a sense of grobkeit, of becoming, so to speak, desensitized to spirituality. So that's the distinction. The HaSichlis of a Jewish person leans towards spirituality whereas the normal nefesh seichlis leans towards materialism now we need to understand this the from seichel this doesn't seem to make any sense by definition the concept of seichel is to, emes von azacht, to analyze and to understand the objective truth about any information von That's why the nature of intellect is to pursue things that are beyond self, beyond personal interest. as the pasuk says from Schlema that the nature of humans generally is to gravitate upwards, beyond themselves. Nidvi Baalchai, which is completely different to an animal, Vosrechabe Majore de Silamato, where the nature and spirit of an animal is to gravitate to things that are lower than itself. So the objective and the goal of intellect is always objective truth and that which is beyond self. Heidvi Kumtes has it then possible, as a teva for is farkert mori dimension Gasus? How can we then suggest that the nature of the nefesh ha of the average person, will actually suck them down into hedonistic, materialistic, dull spiritual, or lack of spiritual space? If we were discussing the intellect that belongs to the nefesh al bames which is an, not a pure intellect, it's an intellect designed to facilitate or defend uh, subjective responses. Because the entire purpose of that seichel is to facilitate personal interest. when midos are all about feeling self. How do I feel? Am I in love with this? Do I hate this? Am I scared of this? Do I see the beauty in this? Is moving was to So then it would make sense that style of seichel which is designed for midos obviously is going to fill the person with a sense of self and for them to and eventually could bring the person to a sense of totally desensit- being totally desensitized to spirituality and hedonistic. But if we're discussing the nefesh asichlis, the intellectual soul, even if it's a non-Jewish soul, is not li it's not designed for the purpose of Midas. That's intellect for intellect's sake. Like for example, learning astronomy. There's no subjective bias involved. It's purely scientific. This is how it works. It can be proved empirically. It's pure Seichel. Why would the Friedrich Rebbe say that the Nefesh HaSichlis of an non-Jewish person is inclined towards things that are materialistic. Is there B or in them? The explanation is the zu sich zu von sich. nature of Seichel to always yearn or pursue that which is beyond it. I'm trying to understand what I don't already understand. It's verbunden mit dem, was der Mensch rechnet sich nicht mit seiner Tiebe, mit sich, bittel atzme. The whole capacity for true learning, for true seichel, requires letting go of self, which is obvious. If a person walks into a situation and holds on to their bias or their preconceptions, they can't really learn. So the whole key to true intellect is being willing to relinquish what I believe I know. And because the primary focus of the nefesh hasichlis is to understand and explore things of the physical reality, So naturally, if that's where you live, if that's what you pursue, you'll always feel a sense of self. Because where is this nefesh hasichlis focused? On things of this world, which are things of self and therefore that doesn't allow the person to escape they escape to something which is beyond themselves to let go of themselves but when you talk about the Nefesh HaSichlis of a Jew so the typical Nefesh HaSichlis is how do I make more money how do I live a more comfortable life how do I gain more followers and greater fame In other words, it's all about trying to understand the world so as to make the world work for me. That is Yeshus-oriented. But the Nefesh HaSichlis of a Jewish person, even though it is also designed to understand the world and understand humanity and pretty much operate like the Nefesh HaSichlis of anybody else, but it still has a gravitation towards spiritual things and more edel refined things. Why is that? Not because the nefesh sikhris of the Jewish person is so fundamentally different. It's because the Jew also has a nefesh aleikis. And the Nefesh shalikis is completely beyond any of the reality of this world. Vasi pelta And the shalikis is so compelling and powerful that it even affects and colours the reality of the nefesh Sikhlis. be so Therefore, the nefesh sichlis of a Jewish person has a paradoxical reality. Because on the one hand, it is natural human intellect, yet on the other hand, it is attracted to spiritually and um, a refined to spiritually refined concepts. In the Mishnah, so now let's plug the Frida Kepner's explanation back into the Mishnah. The Frida Kepner said the first expression, which is that humans are cherished and beloved because they're created in the divine image. Said the Frida Kepner that refers to the nefesh asichlis of all humans. And then he said The second statement of the Mishnah Which is that There's an additional level of, of beloved uh, Of cherished love That we're informed That we're created in the divine image That refers to the Jewish You can actually work it out In the words of the Mishnah the Friedrich Kreber didn't just say it You can see it in the words because Khaviv Adam meant the greatness or the beauty of the, of the person who is created in the divine image means as is their It's effectively telling us why is a person valuable? Because they're created in the divine image, right? Adam, why is a person valuable? because of the fact that he's created in the divine image. Next part, beyond that, there's an additional value that he's informed that he's created in the divine image. Yesera means not only more quantitatively, but more qualitatively, a higher quality. Value is now added to the person. Which now goes far deeper. A human being has value. Why? What gives value to the human being? The fact that David created him in a particular way. Deeper than that when it comes to Jewish people. Why was the person created in Hashem's image? Because he has an intrinsic value in Hashem's eyes. In other words, the Nivre is a Because there's such a deep love and value for the Jewish person, therefore that prompted Hashem to create the Jewish person in Hashem's image. In other words, the Jewish person has an inherent value which produces a divine image. A, an average person has a divine image which produces a value. That's the difference between the divine image as it manifests in the population at large and in the Jewish population specifically. An average human being is valuable. Why? Because he has a nefesh hasichlis, which is a divine image. Whereas the value of a Jewish person is verbunden with zelem sheboy. Which is also linked to his tzelim element—the fact that he has this this rational soul It's not It's not because the rational soul that Tselem alakim gives him his value. No to the country. It's because the Jew is so precious to Hashem. Therefore, the Jew was imbu- imbued with the tzelim alakim by virtue of the fact that the person is Jewish. Therefore, that person was given, infused with a greater sense of value and love. Which eventually translates into him being created in the divine image. That's why he's created that way. Why did Hashem give the Jew a nefeshah sikhlis? Because he's so beloved. When you see it from that perspective, then you understand that this is the ultimate kind of nefesh HaSichlis. By him is the tevah It's a nefesh HaSichlis that gravitates beyond itself, upwards, higher, towards edel rochnisticah things. Now from Rambam, with that we can go back to explain why the Rambam tells us the halacha in the way that he does. Why it is our responsibility to compel the rest of the world to keep the Shevah Mitzvahs. In order that a normal human should fulfill their responsibilities of the Sheva Mitzvahs properly, We can't rely on that human working it out on their own rationally and doing it properly. Because his rational mind is inclined towards self-interest. Therefore that non-Jewish person needs to connect to a Jewish person who has the capacity for transcending all of that self-interest who has a wholesome And then, when the Jewish person guides and and, and trains a non Jewish person in the performance of the shemitz he actually lifts him higher beyond himself. And therefore, at the same time that the Mishnah tells us the greatness of the non Jewish person to be created in the divine image, straight away it tells us straight away it has to also tell us the unique greatness and value that we have as Jewish people. Because the nations of the world need to know, as the von Zain Tselem is in dem von The non Jewish world has to know their perfection of the divine image is reliant on us being part of that journey. Because, as we have mentioned, the fact that a Jewish person has a Tselem lekim is the result of their Nefeshelikis. So what happens? Because the Nefesh HaRikis is the cause of our Nefesh Sikhris, It naturally defines and colors the reality of our Nefesh Sikhris. And gives it, infuses within it the That it should also have the natural inclination to let go To be willing to let go of itself Therefore, the ultimate state of serving Hashem for a non-Jewish person, which would then qualify that person as one of the righteous amongst the nations, depends on that person doing their seven mitzvahs. That there has to be that they do their mitzvahs with a link to Torah and a link to Moshe Rabbeinu. As I tut, say, also, and, that person has to acknowledge that they fulfill these mitzvahs because of the giving of the Torah because that's the moment which transformed the Jewish people to be fundamentally holy as the Mishnah says that's when they were called Hashem's children and given the Torah being plugged into that invites the non-Jewish person to elevate to a similar experience by the way, that can help us to understand the rest of what the Rambam says. Should there be a non-Jewish person who observes the Sheva Mitzvah because it's rational for them? He says, Such a person cannot be a righteous, gentle, but not only that. is not even one of the wise members of the nations of the world. That's strange. The Rambam just said, The reason this person is keeping the Sheva Mitzvah is because of his understanding. How can you say he's not a wise person? Because if the non-Jewish person does not appreciate their connection to and dependence on the Jewish uh, link to Matan Torah. As we mentioned, then that Seichel cannot be true Seichel. It will be self-interested Seichel. So it can't be a Chacham, the truest Chacham. And with that we can put the whole Mishnah together. Why the Mishnah started off with these two expressions and then how it links to the subsequent expressions as well, which are also doubled. Well, does it say? the Jewish people are valuable because we are called Hashem's children. And then and there's another level of value by the, ascribed to the fact that we're told that we're Hashem's children. and We're beloved because we have the Torah. And then there's an additional level of value because we're told about it, that we have the Torah the Fidicrip explains those two as well. Why each of them is a doubled expression. So says, it's describing two different levels within the Jewish experience. When we talk about the fact that we're beloved to Hashem because we're his children, of Gufam Yisrael. That refers firstly, Chavivin refers to the body, the physical experience of being Jewish, and then Yisrael is Nef speaks about the greatness of the neshama when it comes to Torah and it says two things that we're beloved because we have the Torah and, a, a, greater the Torah. To Torah, and a, a greater degree of value because we know that we have the Torah refers to the revealed and esoteric parts of Torah respectively so there too you have the same intention quite similar to what we learned in the first section of the Mishnah to get the full value, you need the second level. Just like the, the, the Chaviv in Adam, Adam, that every human has value, is contingent on them, knowing yaseira, that there's a special connection that the Jewish people have. Likewise, the Chaviv in the Jewish body, is dependent on the Jewish soul, and the revealed part of Torah is dependent on the esoteric part of Torah. The Chaviv is up from what makes the Jewish body so valuable and cherished actually relates back to the neshama. Veta Mol Barucha as once discussed before as the We know very well that the choice to distinguish us from the nations of the world is a choice that relates to the human body. But Chizlis explains, as the, uh, 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 that in order for that choice that Hashem made to completely infuse our body in a meaningful, real way, that requires the Havida of the Neshama. That's why it's possible that there could be people who are excluded from the next world, which means she Gufan that their body eventually disappears. Which could never happen to the neshama. So, in spite of the fact that Hashem chose Jewish people and even their bodies, some people, their bodies don't come back because the neshama didn't have the effect that it was supposed to have. Because, in the same way as the non Jew requires the Jewish person in order to bring their avoider to its ultimate fulfillment, the body requires the neshama to achieve the same. And the same applies within Terah as well. When a person learns the revealed parts of the Torah as well as Pnimia Satayrah, then and only then is the learning of the Nigda components of Torah, the elixir of life, and not Chas the opposite. So the non Jewish world needs the input of the Jewish world, the body needs the input of the Neshama, Torah needs the input of Chasidus.